Welcome back to another episode of Comedy's Dead. And yes, I'm wearing my Vladimir Putin shirt. I mean, just because you guys hate Russia doesn't mean I have to hate Russia. I am a capitalist. Yeah, I think competition is good. Come on, guys. Everyone knows we live in a dickocracy. And if you want to be a part of the group, you got to be a dick with nukes. And if you're not a dick with nukes, well, then pussy is a great negotiating tool. And I don't fuck Nazis. Come on, it's no secret that Ukraine is the only country in the world that has a substantial amount of its government controlled by Nazis. It's true. Their military, their National Guard, the police, all run by Nazis. And look, I'm not saying the Ukrainian people are Nazis. Not at all. Just the military militias with guns. You know, the people we put in charge after the Maidan revolution. And I know what's going on over in Ukraine is awful. And it, I, I don't want to, I don't like seeing it happen. And I hope it ends as soon as possible because it is, it's truly awful. But just because what's going on over there is horrible doesn't mean I don't have a right to talk about the hand that America had in creating this shit show. So strap in folks, because here we go. Anyways, in 2014, the CIA not only funded, but they helped orchestrate an illegal far-right coup that overthrew a democratically elected government out of Ukraine. And in its place came a regime not chosen by the Ukrainian people, but Washington. So I don't know, I guess in an attempt to push Ukraine away from Russia and more into the orbit of the West and America, they handed the government, the country, over to Nazis. Yes, they did. I mean, it's no secret. There's videos, there's pictures. I mean, and look, I, I don't know if America knew the guy that they put in charge of the country was a Nazi. What was his name? Arsny Yashinik? Listen, if I pronounce anyone's name wrong, I apologize, but I don't speak Ukraine or Russian, and there's a bunch of vowels and a bunch of consonants and orders that I'm not used to seeing, and I'm dyslexic, so I'm probably going to mess up some names, so I apologize. But look, I don't know if America knew that they were Nazis, but I mean, this guy, he had a manifesto online where he talked about ridding the world of Jews and Russians to make a more pure Aryan race. I mean, whatever the fuck that means, I don't know. But I won't even suck a guy's dick until I thoroughly stalk his social media. And we have people like John McCain and Joe Biden flying over to Ukraine, doing photo ops, taking pictures, shaking hands with Nazis. I mean, this is going to go down in the history books, folks. I mean, why don't they just, why didn't they just let them come all over their face and write a swastika in it? I mean, they totally emboldened them. I mean, you had John McCain speaking to a group of a thousand, thousands, thousands of people saying how he supported them. He backed their movements and their, their beliefs. And we were there for you. All while there's a Nazi flag flying right in front of his face. And I realize he's dead now, so he doesn't have to answer for it. But it's still going to go in the history books. I mean, what is America going to put at the little caption at the bottom? Oops, sorry, he was old. He didn't see very well. I mean, this is such an embarrassment. And, and what did they do? What did this regime do on their first day in office? They made it illegal to speak Russian. Well, what is it? 20 to 30% of the people that live in Ukraine are ethnically Russian? 
Not only that, but then they went on and they made this this guy's birthday, national holiday, Stepan Bandera. And if you're wondering who Stepan Bandera is, he was a Nazi. He was a Nazi general from Ukraine that fought with the Germans against the Soviets. And not only that, he got all the Ukrainians to help fight with the Nazis because he said that the Jews were evil and the Jews were the ones responsible for the oppression and communism from Joseph Stalin. I mean, he's a Nazi and they made his birthday a national holiday. So every year, this has been going on for years, every year on this guy's birthday, which is January 1st, thousands of people come out to the streets and they march carrying little tiki torches to celebrate this guy. I mean, and it's cold and they bring their kids. I mean, it sounds like a conspiracy theory, right? I mean, it sounds like I'm some QAnon whack job, but I'm not, I swear. NBC just released an article talking about how for the past year in Kyiv, the capital, they've been putting up Nazi monuments at the rate of one per day. Not only that, but they started changing all the street names and they, they replaced them with names of Nazi generals. And I don't know if you guys follow the news or anything, but if you remember the first week of the invasion, they were talking about how Ukrainian citizens were taking down the street signs, you know, to confuse the Russian soldiers. And I heard that and I thought that was odd because isn't Russia one of the greatest superpowers of the world and have one of the greatest armies? So, I mean, like they wouldn't have some Sputnik geolocation already programmed into their tanks. But I thought that was odd, but whatever, I blew it off. And then I read that article and I was like, oh, well, no, they weren't trying to confuse the Russians. They were just hiding the evidence. You know, they didn't want a bunch of Russian soldiers holding up signs saying, oh, look, we captured Hiller Avenue today. I mean, this is so, it's really going to be a stain on America in the future when kids are reading about this. They're going to look back at it and be like, America is full of shit. And we are, we're totally full of shit. And I mean, I, I was reading about it and I'm like, why haven't we been talking about this? And it's like, well, duh, because it happened during the Obama administration and he's black. And I mean, the optics of a black president giving white supremacists, neo-Nazis weapons and money is just bad. I mean, could you imagine all the racists in this country watching that on TV? Like, hey, Sharon, come in here. I told you white people with a superior race. I mean, look, our black president, he's given weapons to the Nazis in Ukraine so they can, you know, fill out their destiny of the Ukrainian race. I might vote for that black fella next time. I mean, it would have destroyed. I don't, I don't know. How, how do racists speak? I don't know. I, I don't hang out with much of them. But I mean, it just, oh God, I, it would have destroyed both parties. And another reason we don't talk about it is because if we talked about it, then all the, you know, the talking heads on the news would have to talk about how it happened, not just why or how, but what caused it. And it's like, I don't know, probably because of all the instability in Iraq was forcing Halliburton to seek out more stable, safer investment options. Oh, and Nazis like to fight. It's true. It came straight from their mouths. I mean, Ukraine's no different from us. I mean, they have a press and they have press conferences and their politicians and leaders all have to answer questions. So I don't know. I think it was in 2018, they were doing a interview with a bunch of, 
generals. Is that what you call them? I, I don't know. I'm not sure. But army generals. And I wasn't aware of this at the time, but I apparently Ukraine really didn't have a army. So they had all these separate militias, 30 of them, I think, 30 different militias. You know, they, they had your white nationalists, your ultra-nationalists, your neo-Nazis, your white supremacists, and they were all fighting for different reasons, different causes, different beliefs. You know, kind of like here, but over there. So, but at some point, eight of these militias all came together and formed the Azov Battalion, which is their National Guard, their prestigious arms that everyone wants to be a part of. And yes, it was controlled by Nazis. And they asked one of the generals what was his greatest reason for success? What was the driving force of you know, their success? And he said, well, Nazis. He's like, if it wasn't for the Nazis, we would not have been able to overthrow the government. And then he went on to say that America chose the Nazis because Nazis like to fight. And I guess that must be true because what was it? The first week of fighting, they killed 6,000 Russian soldiers. 6,000. They killed more soldiers in a week than the total number of soldiers that U.S. lost in Iraq. I mean, are they that good at fighting or is that just Nazi propaganda? I, don't, I, think it's, I think it's propaganda because I, I look at it this way. One, I, I'm anti-war because it doesn't solve anything. It just makes things worse. And it just makes more wars. And I, I don't like the idea of giving a country weapons when they're not allowing men over the age of 18 to flee the country with their families. I mean, fighting should be a choice. But if you have a family and you want to flee with your family, you should be allowed to. I mean, those kids need their fathers. You know what's more important than fighting for energy independence from Russia? Being a father. I mean, what's going to happen to all these orphans when they grow up? I mean, who are they going to hate when they get older? I mean, did anybody in the military-industrial complex think about this? No, because they're like fuckboys. They only care about you when they have a dick up your ass. And Ukraine is getting hammered right now. I mean, on both sides. It's a proxy war, guys. I mean, that's what a proxy war is. Two world powers coming together to double penetrate the fuck out of some already divided economically third tier country. I mean, these militias, they're not fighting for freedom from Russia. They're fighting for some oil company's third quarter dividends. I mean, it's what it's too expensive for American oil companies to drill here because of the EPA and a bunch of other regulations. So they go and they drill somewhere else and they can't drill in Russia because only Russia can drill in drill at Russia. And that somehow makes Russia evil. So what do they do? They go right in Russia's backyard and they drill in Ukraine. But there's only one problem. Ukraine is one of the most corrupt countries in Europe. But don't worry, America's going to fix it. And how are they going to rid Ukraine of all this corruption? By turning all their young people into neo-Nazis and ultra-nationalists that hate everybody. I mean, what? What? So Ukrainian oil companies didn't have to compete with the Saudis? I mean, listen, I'm no foreign policy expert, but that's what it looks like to me. And hey, Russia, why are, are you... Russia's never done anything to anybody. I mean, what does Russia make? They make vodka and hookers. What is the West known for? It's politicians and princes that like to fuck kids. You don't need to join NATO to fuck kids. In America, be like more like America. What? What is America's claim to fame? Kid fuckers, bad late night monologues, 
and terrorists. Yeah, we have bad taste, okay? We create more terrorists than any country on the planet. We do. We have a long history of funding the wrong people, and then we act all shocked when they turn around and smack us in the face. I mean, we did it in the Afghan or Afghanistan-Soviet war. We funded the Mujahideen, who eventually splintered into the Taliban and Al-Qaeda, who attacked us on September 11th because they hate Israel. And speaking of NATO, Israel's not even a member of NATO, so terrorists decided that they would rather fight America and its NATO allies than fuck with Israel. So, so much for NATO, huh? And not to mention, we wouldn't even be in this problem if it wasn't for the Budapest Memorandum, what was that, in 1994, where the EU, America, and Russia went to Ukraine and convinced Ukraine to get rid of all of their nuclear weapons? Uh, hey, listen, I don't know, but if a bunch of world powers show up at your doorstep and convince you to get rid of your nuclear weapons in order to make the world a safer place, they're lying to you. They just want to keep your land open just in case they want to wage a proxy war in the future. And that's what it was. I mean, and that's the paradox of NATO. I mean, a country's right to exist doesn't matter if you can defend yourself. I mean, Jesus, you don't have to be an Einstein to figure out getting rid of your nukes is a stupid idea. And look, we did it again. We did it in um, the Arab Spring when the Free Syrian Army like got together to fight against Assad. We funded them. They turned into ISIS, and they started attacking all of Halliburton's oil fields in Iraq. And then that's why Halliburton was like, oh, shit, now we got to go to Ukraine. So, and who are we funding now? Nazis. You know, those white supremacists that America's National Security Agency has said is America's greatest threat? If they're such a great threat, then why are we giving them weapons and sanctioning Russia? I mean, shouldn't we be thanking Russia for helping us? I mean, so call me a Russian bot. I don't care because Putin is saving the world and my pussy takes crypto. Oh, yes, it does. Listen, well, all the, the Russian oligarchs, you know, we sanked the ruble, so they put all their money in Bitcoin. So right here, yacht party, my pussy takes crypto. Only they took all their yachts. And that what a beta move. Are you kidding me? I mean, countries getting together and taking away private citizens' assets, their yachts, freezing their accounts. I mean, what a what pussies? They are such, oh my God. And so they want to make the world a better place. They're going to punish Putin or something or punish Russia. Please, sanctions don't work. They don't help anything. All they do is hurt innocent people that have nothing to do with any of this. I mean, if they worked, really? I mean, yeah, I'm sure Cuba. Cuba's going to start doing anything we run. Any minute, they're going to roll over and listen to us. Any moment now. And Taking yachts away? Are you kidding me? Why didn't anybody seize Jeffrey Epstein's yachts or any of his mansions when they found out he was fucking half of the kids in West Palm Beach? No one cared then. What? Because, oh, it's okay to fuck kids. Just don't fuck with Nazis or we'll take your shit. Oh, but MasterCard and Visa, they're pulling out of Russia. Right, because stopping Putin is priceless. But if China wants to force Uyghurs into labor and re-education camps, there's always MasterCard. I mean, all this stuff, it's just so laughable. When you, when you step back and you look at it from a lens of, you know, forget that there's a war going on and there's people dying and being killed and as horrible as that is, but it's nothing new. This has been going on forever. It's a revolving door of shit. 
And I know I'm a horrible person. How can I be saying this? Because, you know, Putin, he's using the vacuum bombs. Yeah, I know. It's horrible. The same bombs we use in Vietnam and in Afghanistan. But, oh, Putin's doing it now. So it's a war crime, you know, because it can vaporize people from the inside out. You know what else vaporizes people from the inside out? Nazis. And what do you think they do? Just knock on your door and be like, hey, let me paint a swastika on your face. No, they sneak in, they invite the kids to concerts, and I don't know what Nazis do, but it's they use the back door. That's their that's their MO. So, I mean, it is just so, you know, it's so funny because we always talk about like fake news and you know, no one trusts the government. No one, no one backs the government, no one believes the news, everyone's anti everything. They think it's all fake, and it's just they're they're playing their parties tune or their what's that word um their narrative whatever their party's narrative is you know but no the minute that a war breaks out and russia invades ukraine the news oh it's the word of god everyone believes it i'm sorry i don't i mean the stuff that they talk about oh is putin crazy because he has long covid no he doesn't have long covid he's crazy because of all the nazi scum that have been camped out of his out at his border for the past 8 years i mean these people have been flocking to ukraine like it's mecca or something like they're on some mission to live out some david and goliath bible porn fantasy and they all want to be the one nazi to kill putin Seriously, I mean, the Nazi that kills Putin, oh, that Nazi is not getting his statue taken down. Oh, no. I mean, that Nazi is getting a monument on the Temple Mount right next to the Dome of the Rock. Oh, yeah, completely guarded by Nazis 365 days a year. I mean, and what gets me is, and the only reason I'm talking about this is because just the sh the, the fact that we allowed a country and I, to use hateful propaganda against Jews and Russians all for what oil so we so we had a chance to you know drill the oil fields in Ukraine I mean and it's 20 I mean of all the things to hate they couldn't they had to they had to rely on like stuff from World War II not they had to create hate about the Jews hate the Jew what with all the things to hate in this world, they picked the Jews? I mean, what? They wear funny hats and make movies. I mean, how could you hate Adam Sandler? I mean, I get it. Jews are a little hairy. But who doesn't like a Jew fro? I mean, honestly, and I think, because Hitler, we all, Hitler really hated the Jews. We know that. But honestly, I think it all stems from the fact that Hitler only had one testicle. So he couldn't make enough testosterone to make his own Jew fro. So he got mad and what did he, he went to college. Didn't he major in like art or something? And he flunked out of college and he blamed the Jews. I don't know. Listen, I flunked out of college because of the Jews too. I did. They always had the best weed on campus. I spent too much time getting high at Jewish fraternities and not enough time studying. I mean, and you don't see me going around starting wars and hating people. No, because the Jews turned me into a pothead and potheads don't go around hating people. I mean, they get high and listen to the Beastie Boys and watch Adam Sandler movies. And come on, honestly, who do you want to party with? A bunch of angry white dudes walking around in polos carrying centronilla candles around like they just got fired from Best Buy? Or a bunch of stoners that look like Vladimir Zelensky? I don't know about you guys, but I'm getting high with the Jews. See, this is what this podcast is about. I think we need to legalize weed. 
I mean, do, 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 I know a lot of potheads and none of them hate anybody. So it's just, listen, I, the only reason I'm talking about this is because one, I, one, it's just going to be a huge embarrassment to America on the geopolitical stage forever. I mean, they're not going to be able to hide this forever. I mean, it's going to come out. And if you, when you really dig into it, not only there was this guy, what is his name? Again, Ars. Arson, uh, I have it written down somewhere. Anyways, arson, Velo- anyways, anyways, what he, we, we turned him into the, um, interior minister. So he was in charge of the army, the police, and a lot of the, the energy policies. And he is all over the internet. You can see him. And he's always flashing the the white power or white supremacist sign, you know, like the okay sign or whatever. I don't even want to do that because now someone's going to like, you know, screenshot it and call me like a white supremacist or something. But anyways, so this guy has been going around putting up, you know, hateful Nazi propaganda. However, whatever it takes, you know, whatever it takes to get people to come to Ukraine and, and fight for your cause. And this, I mean, he, he has been in power for the whole eight years he didn't he just resigned like two months before putin invaded which i think was like really strange but all this time he's been under investigation because one he controlled the police and the army and these these members have been going around harassing gays and they've been you know beating up the roma just creating all kinds of like havoc and none of them have been held accountable so of course People in the press and activists have been calling for his resignation and investigations into it. And all these people that were his biggest critics are dead now. Some woman who was an activist got acid thrown all over her face and eventually died. Someone was killed in a car bomb. And this whole time, we've been funding them. We've been giving these people money, and they've been going around killing people that are speaking out against them. And I'm sorry, as an American, I'm sorry, I'm pissed. We've given Ukraine over $4 billion in aid, not to mention all the weapons that we've given them. For what? I mean, we have problems here. Why aren't we helping the kids in, I don't know, Chicago or some of the other inner cities? I mean, shit, if we're going to train people and teach them how to use guns, why not teach like the Bloods and Crips? I mean, hey, those militias have been battling out since like forever. I mean, why don't we teach the gang members how to like shoot a gun. So maybe, I don't know, they quit shooting innocent kids. I mean, we have problems here. I, I don't see why we have to go fund wars all the time. And I mean, has anyone, and, and speaking of all the hate propaganda that it took to get all these militias, you know, supplied with people, one willing to fight. I mean, even if, even if, Russia didn't invade and let's say Ukraine did join the EU and they've had seven years to join the EU. And why haven't they joined the EU? Because of corruption, they'll get a new president. And after that president, they'll, they'll kick him out and then they'll bring up everyone in that cabinet and they'll charge him with all these corruption charges. And I guess the, the art, what is his name? Arsen Avakov. Arsen Avakov is his name. He's been going in. He was, um, originally a engineer and then he started working for a bank and that bank became a holding company so just corruption i mean a holding company come on that that's just 
prime real estate for money laundering and corruption. So what he's been doing, and he also owns some like gas companies, but I think his his is it's not so much a gas company as it is the gas research and exploration. So he makes I don't know things that you know the 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 drilling the the mechanics that get the oil out of the ground but his is more geared towards the exploration so like he'll go and you can see this online you'll see all these you know oil fields with this gas drill but it's in the middle of like a wheat field so what they're doing is they're just looking for oil they're just going around looking for oil because if you drill far, far enough i don't care where you are you're gonna find some oil so what they do is they find the oil and they figure out how much oil can be brought up over how many years. And then they take that estimate and they, they, he'll sell it to an oil company. Okay. But he'll sell it under, you know, below market value. Like he'll, he will equate it to Ukraine's I guess dollar. I don't know. I'm not, a, I'm not, I'm not an economist. I really don't know how it works, but all I know is they sell it below market value and then that company will then go and sell and we're talking futures here we're not even talking like the actual oil we're talking about futures and projections so then they'll take that future and they'll sell it to a another company at market value so then they make all this profit and then they put that profit in an offshore account because once the oil company has it like like we'll say nafto gas or something and they sell it to halliburton you know, then it's it's out of the hands of getting like taxes for the Ukrainian people. So technically it's tax evasion, it's money laundering, and I'm sure some other stuff. I don't know. So he's been under investigation and corruption charges since day one in that country, but yet we've kept him in power this long. So, uh, you know, it, it's I, I'm telling you, it's Halliburton. So, but anyways, and then all the, the murdered journalists and the activists and a police officer killed a little boy one time because he was just out drunk shooting and no one really held the the cop accountable for that. So I'm sorry. I'm just pissed. We've been giving these people money and we have problems here. And not to mention, back to what I was saying about how all this, this hate-fueled propaganda and lies that they've been telling people to get, you know, young men who are just young, dumb, and full of calm with nothing else to do but go fight, you know, convincing them that they're, I don't know, fighting for freedom or some bullshit and they're not but even if russia didn't invade ukraine and let's say there was a peace agreement and uh, i don't know whatever it still doesn't change the fact that there's still all these angry people in russia or in ukraine that hate russia that have a hard-on to kill vladimir putin and the russians because you know that's what they've been told that russians are bad and they're trying to get rid of them to you know make a more pure Aryan race. And it's also no secret that there is a huge Nazi problem and ultranationalist problem. I mean, some of these countries, what Norway, Poland, and some, I don't know all the, I can't think of all the countries, but some of them have actually got some of these parties into their parliament. They've been elected, you know, seats in, in the government. So it's a problem. So now you have all these people in Ukraine now with nothing to do. And now you have, Ukraine, a member of the EU, and a member of NATO. And what was going to happen when one of these alt-right radicals decided to, you know, start doing terrorist attacks 
on Russia. And it was just a matter of time because it happens here. The, the, the New Zealand shooter, he went to Ukraine to fight because they take anybody. It's like public school. They'll take anyone if you come help fight. So it was just a matter of time before a terrorist attack happened and they started attacking Russia. So then what? What was Russia going to do? I mean, so let's say Russia then used a drone strike to take out one of their hideouts. Is that World War Three? What? Because some Nazis wanted to you know, live out some Bible fantasy. I mean, does anyone think about this? Does anyone think about this before we go and start funding, you know, another country's militias is, is my whole point in this. And then also, I think we also, we rarely ever talk about the fact that after this regime that we put in power and they made it illegal for, you know, Russians to speak Russian and they had all these Nazi propaganda, all the people in the, ethnically Russian regions like uh, Donetsk and Luznik, you know, the Donbass region, they were protesting against the regime that we put in power. And, you know, and then they had the Odessa massacre. We forget about that. We barely talk about that, where there was a, a, a pro-Russian or, you know, an anti-Nazi regime protest. And then a bunch of the pro-Nazis came and they attacked the pro-Russian protest and they chased them into a building and they set the building on fire. And not only did they set the building on fire, but they blocked off the roads. So the police and ambulances and fire trucks couldn't get to the people dying in a building and they burned to death. What was it? Like 40 people or something died. And you would think that would have been enough. You think that would have like made people think, Oh wow, we have a problem. This, we need to fix this. No, it didn't on the news and on uh, the late night shows and the talk shows when they brought it up, people in the audience cheered, cheered. But somehow Vladimir Putin and Russia are the evil ones because they sent in peacekeeping troops to protect the ethnic Russians in those regions. And we don't talk about that. I'm just saying, like, that would, I mean, imagine if storming of the Capitol, imagine if somehow that worked and that President Trump got to continue being president, okay? And then a bunch of people, I don't know, in the far left part of the country, New York and Delaware and those, those states decided to separate and be like, no, we're going to be our own independent state. And then let's say, not even Canada. I mean, Canada is even too close. Let's say... France, those assholes decided to start funding Americans, you know, the, the countries that the states that didn't like succeed and they started funding their militias to like go and, you know, fight the separatists. I mean, that's what this basically is. I mean, America would never accept, let's say China went and started a regime in Mexico with nukes pointed at us. Hell no, we would not accept that. But somehow Russia and Vladimir Putin is wrong. And it's all because of oil fields. That's all it is, guys. It's Halliburton. And people talk about on the news, they're like, well, he did, he's crazy. He doesn't have a plan. There's no exit plan. He doesn't want to um, control or occupy Ukraine. And it's like, no. And why are you guys even talking about it if you're not going to talk about the damn truth? He's just blowing up oil fields. All, every day, every day, you can hear this oil field, that oil field. And he's just going right along the edge, the Donbass region. I mean, do people not know geography? Are they blind? Do they not see what's going on? I mean, he's just taking out the oil fields one by one. And it's all in the Donbass region. And it's like, when will this end? It's like, well, I don't know. I don't. Is Zelensky going to 
you know, submit to his demands and say Crimea gets to be a part of Russia and Lusnik and uh, Dosnik get to be independent states? Probably not, because that's where all the oil fields are. So war, what is it good for? Halliburton.